Hey, everybody, it's Barb from the Biblically Wired podcast. I'm super excited you're tuning in. This is a podcast I would love to be shared, downloaded, and spread about. I don't need credit. I don't need anything. I just want the gospel of Jesus Christ to be thrown about into the world. If God is in this, it'll happen. So recently, I gave a teaching on the book of Romans, which a lot of people call the Gospel 101. And yeah, it is, but it does have a lot of big words. And it does take a lot of picking apart. For instance, the run-on sentences Apostle Paul uses that go on and on and on. When I was studying Greek, and I was translating sentences and paragraphs, I decided to do the portions assigned in the book of John rather than anything Apostle Paul wrote, because he does have the tendency in Greek especially to use a verb, one verb, for lots of different portions of the same sentence. So it gets very crazy. So Apostle Paul starts out by saying that he was called to the gospel of Christ, and he is called to the Gentiles. He is called to the Greeks and the Jews, to the poor, to the rich, to the slave, to the master. Jesus talked to Ananias when Apostle Paul met him in Damascus and told him that I have chosen Paul as a special instrument And we definitely see that in the New Testament. So I'm going to kind of quickly run through the cross. This is by no means everything that happens when you turn to Jesus at the cross, when you lay down your sins and believe them forgiven by Jesus Christ. But it's very exciting, the things that Paul points out in Romans It's like a Christmas gift that keeps on giving. It's like an explosion in your bank account that won't stop. This is grace on steroids. So we need to remember that grace means unmerited favor. We do not deserve for one second, no matter how good we think we are, no matter what rules we follow, And no matter what anyone else thinks of us morally, there is nothing we have, nothing we do that can contribute even one hair on our head towards our salvation, period. So we have to count on Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul pretty much batters us through the first seven chapters about sin. Why are we so bent on sin? Remember Adam in the garden, he sins and then he's blamed for the sin that comes into the world. Well, we are born into that sin nature. And because we have that nature, we cannot be in communion with God because God is holy. So we have been set apart There is a bridge that has to be walked or built between us and God. 
and that bridge is literally built by the body of Jesus. Another word for bridge is the word priest. And Jesus right now does stand as our high priest. A priest is literally a bridge between us and God. None of the human priests are that. Other than in their teaching and different things, but they cannot save us. They cannot be the actual bridge between us and God. So how do we get there? We get there by accepting the forgiveness of our sins. Understanding very little, this can happen. But understanding that we're sinners, that we're bent on sin. Do you know Apostle Paul goes above and beyond something in explaining the poor, wretched people that we are? Apostle Paul does not allow us to even think that possibly Jesus's sacrifice was just like a little bit for us. We weren't terrible sinners, so there wasn't so much blood shed for us personally. But that's banana cakes. None of us holds a candle above any of us. We were born into sin and sinners we were. But when we come figuratively or, yeah, figuratively to the cross and our sins are forgiven, a few things happen instantly that I have to talk about. So in chapter 3, verse 24 and 25, Apostle Paul says we are justified. So the second our hearts become new, the twinkle of an eye of a moment that we are declared justified or made right with God is something to celebrate. So we went from being not right with God to right with God the second we believed. So why are we justified? We are justified by grace the totally unmerited favor that God has for those of us who believe. We don't deserve it. And we are saved right there at the cross through the ransom or redemption of Jesus Christ. Jesus is our Savior. And it is through the propitiation or atonement that he gave on the cross as he received the punishment we deserve. So instantly we are made right with God. The punishment we deserve goes away. Our ransom is paid. And Paul goes on to say, because of the forbearance of God, God passes over every single sin we previously committed, every single one, And right then and there, he forgives every future sin we may commit. Also, in chapter 5 of Romans, at that instant, because we are justified by faith, we have peace with God, not peace from God. We gain peace with God. 
our relationship with God is peaceful. Chapter 6, at that very second, we are no longer slaves to sin. The shackles that were on our feet fall off. So picture yourself by the cross, justified. A ransom is paid, money is exchanged. You're declared not guilty. Your punishment was given to Jesus. God passes over every previous sin you committed. You now have peace with God. And there's more. You are no longer a slave to sin. Will you still sin? Yes. Why? We still sin because we have bad habits. We are in a rut. We have addictions that need to be healed. We have fears from traumas. We have a misunderstanding of our identity in Christ. There's so many reasons we will still sin. Also, because of the world's pressure against us and the pressure from the enemy. So there's so much going on in this moment that we become believers. Chapter 6, verse 22, we are now becoming sanctified. Now, sanctification is not something that happens the second we believe. Sanctification is a process. The Holy Spirit sanctifies us to be more like Jesus. And then also we get offered eternal life. I mean, can you stand any more than this? Do you know how loved you are? This, it's insanity. Now we cannot forget the amazing anointing of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of fire, the same Holy Spirit that created the universe. One of the Holy Spirit's roles is to create and recreate. So the Holy Spirit is in charge of our sanctification as we become created more like Christ. But this Holy Spirit comes into our body. So each of us becomes a temple of God. This can't even compute in my head how I get all this stuff. By grace, how does he love me so much? That's what I kept thinking as I was reading through the book of Romans. Also, in chapter 8, come on, we become adopted. We are adopted as a son or daughter, and we will cry out, Abba, Father. God becomes our dad, our father, our daddy. God becomes that. We become an adopted child. So the Jews are the children, the generations of Abraham. Abraham was justified or made right with God because of his faith. Faith alone saved Abraham, not his works. We, as Gentiles, so unless you were born Jew, you're a Gentile, we are adopted 
or grafted in to the Messianic Jew religion. So the Jews that believe in Jesus, we become part of their family. And we become an heir of Christ. So we're going to share in the inheritance of Jesus Christ. Okay, this is gift after gift after gift after gift. I can't even stand it. So chapter 8, verse 11, we're going to be resurrected to life. Jesus's death is the down payment, the first fruits, or the entrance fee to our resurrection in Christ. I can't, I can't. So now I'm in 1st and 2nd Corinthians learning that when we become followers of Christ, a veil is lifted from our heart. We are able to see Jesus clearer. We are be able to understand the text, the word of the Bible. The Holy Spirit that created the world is in our very being. We are in community with God in the most personal way that is possible as a human being on earth. I just had to come and tell you just these little bits of things that happened on the cross. So we know the thief on the cross basically asserted that Jesus is the king. Jesus is a king and he was saved. Very simple, very simple. So coming to God and Jesus and just asking for our sins to be forgiven, that Jesus's blood and sacrifice be used for our payment, our ransom for his glory. I mean, I can't get enough of this. Romans is a Christmas gift that goes on and on and on. And I love how it puts me in this place of there's nothing I can do. So if there's nothing I can do to earn salvation, there is nothing I can do now with the Holy Spirit in me to lose my salvation. I mean, it is unbelievable, the teaching that goes on and the fear mongering that goes on for people who are in Christ. So we need to end with chapter eight, verse one, because it is insane. Therefore, Paul says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Not for those who believe in Christ Jesus Even the enemy believes in Jesus. Even the demons believe in Jesus. But there is no condemnation. No one can condemn you. No man-made rule, no false teaching can come and tell you that you are condemned. Because why? You are in Christ Jesus. In him. Not with him. Not for him not by him, but in him. So there's no greater chance for you to be judged and condemned than for Jesus himself. God would have to go through Jesus to get to you.
and he's not going to do that. So I just wanted to give the gospel message on my podcast. I'm so excited about all the things that happen when a person becomes born again. John 3, Jesus tells Nicodemus, nobody can be saved unless they're born again. Again, John 3 says, nobody can be saved unless they're born again. Not born of water, like we are when we're born from our mothers, but born of spirit. We become reborn by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our old man dies and our new man lives now because we have faith in Jesus Christ. So now could we all just scream, we're not ashamed of the gospel. It is the very power to save all of mankind no matter where they've been, no matter what they've done, no matter how broken they are, no matter how oppressed, Jesus died so that we will be, again, justified, made right with God. He would pay our ransom. He would atone or take the punishment for our sins. God will set aside every previous sin, bonus upon bonus upon bonus. We now have peace with God. We're no longer slaves to sin. Our shackles fall off. We have eternal life, the Holy Spirit indwelling us. We have a certificate of adoption in our hands, and we become an heir with Christ together. Hello, un. Real. I mean, there is no words for how you feel when you do a deep dive into the book of Romans. So I behoove you to read Romans. There's so much more. It's so rich. It's so good. Ah. Anyways, I hope that brightens your day. I hope that reminds you of how loved you are. I hope you know that God in the beginning saw you laying down your life at the cross of Jesus and celebrated. Ah, rest in that. There's nothing you did to deserve it. And every past sin that you might regret, God doesn't even see it anymore. Let it go. Take some time to celebrate and worship Jesus for who he is. I thank you again for listening. I ask you to please rate my podcast, share this message with somebody who doesn't quite understand the gospel of Jesus, and someone who's born again, but has never thrived and understood how good, how good, how good it is to be a child of God. Thank you out there again from your host, Barbara Jane. From Minnesota, I sure pray that you have a great day and that you remember to keep your chin up in the name of Jesus.